1: I walked into a Hurricanes practice early in training camp, and this is how I knew that it was all real. I saw Emily Kaplan of ESPN. You were there when I walked in. Well, I don't think it was my first practice, but it might have been my second practice. But uh, you were there, and now I knew it was real, Emily. Yeah, you
0: know what? It was the off season, and we were discussing what teams were interesting and what teams I wanted to hit up in training camps, and, like, the Carolina Hurricanes were one, if not two, on my list.
1: <laughs> Who was one? I'm curious.
0: Uh, I really wanted to get to New Jersey. I was really curious about them. Mm-hmm. I also, total disclaimer, am from New Jersey and need any excuse to visit my parents because my mom nags me all the time.
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny. I had uh, Greg Wishitsky on the podcast. Uh, well, he's been on several times, but um, sometime either last year or the year before – We spent about 10 minutes, because I'm also from New Jersey, explaining that there are three New Jerseys and only one of them is actually New Jersey. Uh, I did not know you're
0: from Jersey. Where uh, where are you from? And I'll judge.
1: uh, Montclair. I'm from the New York part of New Jersey.
0: You're not from Montclair. Yeah. I'm from Montclair. Are you really? (laughs) I went to Montclair High.
1: Oh, I didn't go. I went to Passaic Valley High School and then I transferred to Nutley High School. Uh, I lived right on the cusp of Little Falls and Montclair, right down the street from Yogi Berra, by the way. Um, yeah. So, yeah, but that's New York, so you're not from New Jersey either.
0: No, I, I mean, I'm just from <laughs> I'm from New Jersey, um, New Jersey outside New York. South Jersey is silly. Right. Sure. <laughs> and Central Jersey doesn't exist. That's actually where
1: Greg is from. Central Jersey is the actual Jersey for the people who watch Jersey Shore. That's that. Yes, yeah. and we can make fun of them. But I, uh, I thank you very much for doing this. So, New Jersey is going to come up. So, uh, let's start this whole procedure. This is the Canes
0: Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network.
1: Now, here's the host of the Canes Corner Podcast, Adam Gold. On the Canes Corner Podcast, joined by ESPN national hockey reporter, Emily Kaplan. Honored to see you. Honored to see you at training camp. Uh, I want to start with something really very broad, and, and it was really all about last year. I mean, you, you guys, you and Greg, and everybody else who covers hockey it had been a long time since you guys had been in Raleigh for playoff hockey, and then it extended, of course, for three rounds. Because, um, what did, what? I don't know. What struck you about last year and everything that happened here? Oh,
0: a lot. Uh, I'll begin that way. Um, I, I think the biggest thing, I'm sorry you can hear, I need some updates on my computer. <laughs> it's
1: fine. Uh, Everybody's working all the time.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, the biggest thing is just a culture shift and an attitude shift. And I really do believe it started with Tom Dundon. I think about it and he came in as a disruptor. And so many people around the NHL are like, what the heck are mm-hmm. these guys doing? Who the heck is this guy? He's not doing things the way normal people do it, you know, or typically in the NHL. Um, and it worked, and you know it was interesting. I talked to Rod Brindamore at training camp, and he said once Tom started laying out his plans for me, I either said we're going to suck or it's going to be great, but it's going to be nowhere in between. It's one or the other. Um, and you know sometimes in hockey it does help to suck because then you get a high draft pick and you can kind of rebuild a little earlier. But for them, they didn't suck.
1: Mm-mm. They did. They did in November and December. Uh, but uh, but Rod actually, and, and I agreed with him. They actually played the way they were supposed to play, probably more so in November and December than they did in January, February, March, April, May. Uh, but goals just started going in. Maybe that was the uh, maybe it was the force in the universe that did that. All right, so I'm going to fast forward a little bit in my uh, and then we'll go back because it's been a weird summer, you know, with the offer sheet by Montreal to Sebastian Ajo. We had the GM not under contract for so long that the Minnesota Wild actually approached Don Waddell in the summer about taking their job. Uh, the Hurricanes just traded a core piece. I mean, Justin Falk had played eight years here, nowhere else, and wanted to stay, but it just didn't work out. I know finances and business takes over. So how is that? How was everything that happened here maybe playing around the NHL? Yeah, you
0: know... Oh- they are all surprising things that happened, but it's all kind of expected things that happened, if that makes sense. Um, like you look get Justin Falk, everyone knew that they have a surplus of defensemen um, in blue liners, and he probably wasn't going to sign an extension um, if, you know, contract parts didn't come apart. So mm-hmm. he needs to get moved. Um, you know, if you look at Don Waddell, everyone kind of knows um, that it's not necessarily that Tom Dunn is cheap. It's that he looks at the way NHL teams spend money. And it's like, hey, that's not how I'd run my business. Like, right. why are we paying X for this and why for that? Um, and so that's why Don Waddell was exploring other opportunities. It all worked out for him. Mm-hmm. And then, um uh, the sort of thing that happened? It is kind of a wacky thing. Uh, oh, so for sheet, yeah, Yeah, of course. And, you know, that's another one, too, where, okay, there's a couple different reasons it happened, but, again, I think it was the rest of the NHL trying to test Dom, Tom Dundon. Right. So I guess he's a common thread with all of these, but. <laughs> It was a weird summer, but it also is expected summer, and I think it's just the rest of the NHL trying to adjust to the Carolina Hurricanes.
1: Emily Kaplan from ESPN is here on the Canes Corner Podcast. I wrote about this specific thing. There were so many weird things that happened, and we can't, we're can we not going to get into every one because there were some other personnel issues, like Mike Vellucci leaving uh, the Charlotte Checkers to take essentially the same job uh, with the Pittsburgh Penguins. Actually, he doesn't have assistant GM title, I don't believe, there. If he does, it's just a lateral move. Regardless, that everyone could be explained individually, taken on the on the totality of it all, it just seemed uh, just a weird summer. But such is life. As you tagged as as you tagged under Tom Dundon, it's always going to be interesting. Are you surprised that a team that made it to the conference finals? And I granted, I realized the Hurricanes were probably an untraditional uh, team that made it that far. That we're turning over at least two defensemen. At least three forwards and a goalie. Um, it's just a lot of, I mean, coaches, a, a lot of turnover here. Yeah, there
0: was a lot of turnover, but I also like a lot of the new additions they brought in. I mean, one of the issues that they were having at points last season was depth scoring, bringing in guys like Ryan Dezingle and Eric Haller going to help that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you know, you get the Jake Gardner signing, like I mentioned, if there's a surplus of defensemen. Um, you finally have a guy who wants to come to Carolina the destination saying hey I had a bunch of different offers this is where I choose to be um so yeah you know it was a little bit of turnover I, I think we're going to start seeing more player movement just in the way things are going um but the salary cap and players is kind of exercising their rights and of freedoms a little bit more so this is probably the trend we're going to start seeing more and more in the NHL and honestly this might just be a, a normal off season
1: it it could be. It could be the start of something. Are you surprised that the collective bargaining agreement, I wasn't even going to bring this up, but are you surprised the CBA uh, was uh, essentially uh, let to sit there by, certainly not by management. That was, that was an easy one. Were you surprised the players said, yeah, let's just leave it as is for a couple more years.
0: Kind of because, you know, they talk a big game of how pissed off they are about Esker, how pissed mm-hmm. they off they are about the Olympics. Um, but, you know, they also know that the game is in a pretty good place and, Escrow is a really big issue that they probably weren't going to win totally. There's going to have to be some compromise. The Olympics wasn't going to be able to be solved just with the CBA because there's other parties involved that they need to negotiate with. So when you kind of look at the totality of it, then yeah, it kind of makes sense for them to be like, you know what, we'll just kind of sit this out and, and hope on good faith that we'll get these things worked out. But, um, you know, we've seen so many lockouts in the past, <laughs> I was kind of expecting one.
1: Yeah, I don't think that these, uh, that the We're going to see a work stoppage. I really don't. They've done that twice since 2005 or 2004, I guess. They've done that twice. I don't see them doing it again, especially with the TV contract coming up. I think they're trying to show television that, look, everything's going to be fine. You're not going to miss any games. Uh, And we see the salary cap continue to rise. Who knows uh, where it's going to end. And by the way, the Hurricanes are up against the salary cap. Anybody surprised at that?
0: Yeah, that, that's the kind of underrated storyline, right, that they're actually spending money.
1: Yeah, that, but you were right about Tom Dundon. And I, I mean, for all of his quirks, he isn't cheap. He's just looking for value everywhere. So, right, exactly. I mean, because the reason, the real reason they're at the cap is because Patrick Marlowe's counting $6.25 million and Alex Semen is counting, like uh 2.3 you know 3 3 million or something like that so that's why they're at the cap but i think they'll be at or near the cap uh pretty much all the time because that's the way he is going to operate he does want to win uh let, let's move on to some i guess internal improvement that we know Jake Gardner's in power play should be better De Zingle Hala, H- Hala in they should be productive but what about guys like Andre Svechnikov and Sebastian Ajo, uh, and even a guy like Jacob Slavin who keeps taking steps forward offensively. Where are you looking for improvement from this team?
0: Yeah, Svechnikov, I'm glad you brought him up. He's kind of my breakout star this year. You know, he was getting his feet wet in the NHL last year. He did see some offensive success, but I think the sky's the limit for him. They're so excited about him, mm-hmm. you know, talking to guys in that team. So he's someone that I would expect to have a good season. Sebastian Ajo, I feel like, you know, when I first started covering hockey three years ago, it was a thing where you'd ask players who's the most underrated player in the league and everyone would always say, um, Sasha Barkov with the Florida Panthers, they mm-hmm. always put the market. I almost feel like Ajo is going to get to that level. Like, everyone knows he's good, but he just doesn't get the credit that he probably deserves. Um, and yeah, Slavin, like you mentioned, he's made some steps as well. And, you know, he might be a little forgotten on that blue line just because it is so deep, and he
1: doesn't have the most exciting game, but he's as steady <laughs> as they come. Yeah, no, he is uh, he is a rock. Uh, and I, I assume he'll still get some power play time. Uh, who knows how it's going to shake out. The Hurricanes power play uh, was, I mean, it wasn't dreadful over the course of the season. It had uh, bouts of, hey, that looks pretty good, uh, but in the playoffs, oh, it was... It was the reason. The uh, Hurricanes lost to the Boston Bruins because they couldn't stop Boston's power play and they couldn't score uh, on their own. Uh, Svechnikov, I think you're right. I think Svechnikov could have a, uh, a monster season. I think my favorite thing about him, though, is he has a permanent smile. Mm-hmm. I mean, he does. He's got the greatest attitude I've seen out of a, a, a young, budding superstar. And I, love, I just... I knew he was going to get into a fight during the year. I just didn't know when. Because he plays an in your face game. I just didn't think he would get knocked out by Alexander Ovechkin, but I think he'll be okay. Yeah, no.
0: I think the years from now, we'll hear a funny oral history about uh, that exact fight.
1: <laughs> the oral history of uh, Svechnikov getting knocked out by Alexander Ovechkin. El- Emily Kaplan from ESPN. All right, part of why I wanted to talk with you was, uh, and you said that you were interested in seeing the New Jersey Devils, is that. The Metropolitan Division. In fact, the entire Eastern Conference got better. It's the opposite of the NBA, where everything's in the West. Here in the NHL, it seems like uh, there are you know 14 teams in the East that can make a claim to being a playoff team. Uh, how do you see the Metropolitan Division shaking out?
0: Yeah, you know what's funny is that, uh, and I think the Metro and the Central are the two grinders of divisions. And I was talking to a coach at some point, and he said, "This is the year where I can only name like four teams that legitimately don't have a chance." And those teams are two in the Atlantic, two in the Pacific. You could probably figure it out. Right. Um, other than that, though, like Metro, every single team here has a chance to make the playoffs. So it is going to be a grind. It's going to be um, intense. Uh, I, I think that you got to look at the Carolina Hurricanes as one of the favorites just because of what they did last year. Um, I, I really do. I, I think if they don't make the playoffs, it's a disappointment. Mm-hmm. I also think that the Washington Capitals coming back a little more rested, ready for vengeance. You never discount the Penguins because. You know, even what you see right now, they're going to get tweaks as the season goes on. And any team with Sidney Crosby playing at the level that he does has right. a chance to win as long as, you know, their blue line holds up, which it probably should. Um, and, you know, I could go on and on. Like, the Flyers made so many improvements. Mm-hmm. The Devils and Rangers, obviously, we've been talking about them as the sexy teams this season. So it really, you know, I, and I haven't even mentioned the Columbus Blue Jackets. Right. I'm not discounting just yet. So it could be anyone's game.
1: No, I mean, you know, it's funny. People ask me if I was surprised that the Blue Jackets beat the Lightning. And the answer, of course, is yes. I was surprised that the Blue Jackets beat the Lightning, especially in the fashion they did. Uh, But if you objectively looked at it, I mean, I don't know that they didn't have the second-best roster in the East when we got to the playoffs. I mean, they were loaded top to bottom. They went all in. And regardless of how surprising it was, um, they had a great just a great collection of players that struggled to put it together in the regular season. But... Man, I wasn't surprised, ultimately, that they advanced. I just, I think the uh, the manner in which they did uh, certainly was surprising. But they did, didn't bring back, you know, two relative key, well, one very key piece. Ryan Dezingle had fallen out of favor uh, with John Tortorella. My guess is he's not easy to play for. Uh, he's
0: just, he's different <laughs> to play for, you know. It's, he, he, I think you got to use a lot of euphemisms with him, you know. I think a lot of what you see in the media is for the media or he's speaking to his guys and he's sending a message. Um, it's not exactly how he always is in the room. Um, but, yeah, he's a difficult coach. He, it, he, he demands a lot from his players. He has a high standard.
1: Did anybody – Other, I mean, Columbus, obviously, they, they lost a goalie. They lost uh, Panarin. They lost Duchesne. Um, So, it, I mean, they're obviously – they're one of those teams that hopes to still be in it. The Islanders, I mean, they lost the, uh, their best goaltender. Uh, they add Simeon Var- Varlamov. Um, I mean, if, if the Rangers and Devils push for a spot, who falls out? Yeah.
0: Um, you know, the Islanders is a team I'm not totally bullish on. Um, I, like you said, I, you know, I don't know how goaltending is going to hold up. They're so confident in their system. They say it doesn't really matter who we have. It, it's going to be fine. Um, but I, I, there's just something about them that, again, we just counted them last year. Right. Um, and, and the Blue Jackets are another team where I just feel like they're going to have a season, once again, where it's going to be really streaky. I think they're going to come off bullish and wanting to prove everyone down, wrong and, and win a ton of games that maybe they shouldn't. Uh, but there's also some deficiencies there. We don't know how both is going to hold up. There's a lot of unknowns.
1: Yeah, they, there's... Look, there. You can probably find red flags or question marks everywhere. I mean, I could point to a bunch of question marks with the Carolina Hurricanes because we have new goaltending, even though Peter Murazik is back. And even he, you could put a question mark on Morazic because he hasn't necessarily put together two great seasons in a row in a while. So, I mean, he is. The, I mean, people are still curious about him. He's going to play. He might play both preseason games, and we're recording this on Friday. He might play both preseason games the uh, the weekend before uh, we start the season. So there's just so many question marks, uh, and we I mean I personally miss Justin Williams. Right, he's
0: a guy. Like I feel like nationally, we haven't really talked about what he's going to mean. His his absence is going to mean for this team. Um, you know, I, I think yeah we talked about him as a four, but the leadership and the intangibles in the room. Uh, I, I do think they have a strong leadership group. But then again, Justin Falk was a great leader for him. Yeah. And he's
1: also done. Yeah, only uh, only one uh, one letter remains, uh, Jordan Stahl. And by the way, have you seen Jordan's uh, new hair?
0: It, I figured he like bl- dyed it. It was very blonde and beachy.
1: He, <laughs> I think he spent a lot of time in the sun. I'm just going to say that. I don't yeah. see Jordan Stahl as a guy who's going into the no, salon.
0: It would have been very off-brand. I think they're a very big salt-of-the-earth family, so I'm sure that's all-natural
1: cottage fun. <laughs> See, that's what it is. Every, do you go to the cottage in the summer, too?
0: No, I'm
1: not Canadian. Everybody goes to a cottage. Yeah, it's a
0: weird Canadian
1: thing. <laughs> uh, all right, just, just quickly to the Atlantic Division. Like right, Ottawa's not making the playoffs. Right. But Buffalo got better. Buffalo for a time was in that mix and then fell out in the last month and a half or so. I think Montreal got better. Florida, we know, got better. I mean, it's uh, for the for the Hurricanes who, I mean, I, I they could finish in the top three. They could win the Metro for all we know because uh, the Metro is going to be, I think, great. Um, there's there might not be uh, two wild card spots open for the Metro. How does how does the Atlantic look? I mean, we've been looking at the same three teams it seems forever. Uh, but uh, does Florida challenge? Does does Buffalo uh, finally show up?
0: Yeah, um, Florida is a team that everyone's expecting to take that jump. You know, they got goaltending, they've got the coach now, um, and, and they've got a good young core of players. So they made a couple underrated signings that people aren't really talking about, like Brett Connolly is going to be really good mm-hmm. in the bottom six. Um, Buffalo, I think, is this is a big crossroads year for them. Um, you know, they've got this coach, Ralph Kruger, who everyone is super excited about. If you talk to players, they are super inspired by any conversations that have had with them so far. He thinks the game differently. I think he could be the right guy. Um, but we, we've seen this excitement before, and it's all falling apart. And, you know, there's, there's just not the depth there that there is on other teams. It's pretty weak um, besides the top talent. And, and there's some elite talent there. Like Jack is mm-hmm. an elite talent. Jeff Skinner had a great year last year. Um, so I don't really know about them. I, I, I just don't have a ton of faith. And yeah, you know, I, the Red Wings are out of it now, but now that Iserman's there, I would not be shocked if in like two or three years we start talking about them, but it really does seem like the old powers in the Atlantic are probably going to reign again this year.
1: Yeah, the top three are going to be the top three. I mean, I don't know how the Maple Leafs will be able to pay players not named Tavares, uh, Marner, uh, Matthews, and we can talk about Matthews here for a second, uh, Maple they might have to move somebody that they wouldn't otherwise have wanted to move, because it's hard to commit 30, almost thirty four million dollars to three players and not have a salary cap problem.
0: Yeah, it'll be interesting, especially when Freddie Anderson's contract comes up, and whether they're able or willing to pay him.
1: Well, that is that's true. I hadn't even uh, off the top of my head, hadn't even processed that. Or what do you make of uh, Austin Matthews and I mean, on the surface, obviously not good. Uh, What uh, what we've what we've read about already. But even behind the scenes, it almost seems like friends of his were kind of sending signals that his behavior has been like this for a while. And this is something that is that needs to be addressed.
0: Yeah, I'll just speak on this incident because that's the only thing I know. It was disappointing. Um, look, I read the police report. He didn't threaten the woman. He didn't touch the woman. Right. Um, you know, okay, pulling down your pants. I actually, you know, whatever. It's childish behavior, right. it's idiotic, and stunk. Um, but it's the way he handled it with such entitlement of not understanding why he was how he was putting this woman in a situation, and then the mistake of not telling the team um, mm-hmm. that either it was really poor foresight on him or really poor advice he was getting. Um, that's not the way professional athletes um, who are expected to be leaders on their team. Um, should conduct their business. So I I was just disappointed in it all, but you know, we'll
1: see how we respond. I mean, we know he's a great player and he's apparently having a very good preseason. So Toronto's going to be great. And he's, he's an amazing player. So uh, hopefully he'll be able to kind of keep it between the, uh, the blue lines, if you will. Uh, Now we'll just close on the restricted free agent. Summer fall. We still have some outstanding. So uh, by the time uh, this drops, Maybe they'll all have signed. Um, nobody's surprised it took this long, and we thank Montreal for making it easy on uh, the Hurricanes to get Sebastian Ajo in for five years. Um, but is, is this telling us anything about the future?
0: Yeah, I, I think, you know, a lot of GMs are preparing for a shifting of landscape to the way contracts are built out. Now, these big, massive second contracts are a thing players and young superstars are expected to get. Um, and are asking for, A. B, you know, you see the bridge deals this summer that was really interesting. Uh, A lot of that is because, okay, like you mentioned, they know the TV deal's coming up, and they're kind of betting on themselves, which is an unhockey player thing to do, uh, (laughs) to walk their career to that point where they know they can get a bigger payday. So there's definitely a shifting of a landscape, and I think this summer you you see some things brewing, and we'll, we'll see how it shakes out from here.
1: Everybody seems to point to the NBA as a bad thing. Uh, but the, the star players in the NBA for the last several years have taken very short contracts. So they hit the market again and the, the price goes up. So in a way, I was wondering, like just following, you know, our own issue with uh, with Aho, I was always wondering why they wouldn't just be. Why not look for a three year deal? You'll get plenty of money on a three year deal and then just hit the market again and cash in. So I think what we're seeing with Point and Besser, and who I mean, there are so many three-year uh, three-year deals. I think that's the, that to me, that's the smart thing to do. Yeah, and, you know,
0: it it was in Vogue a couple years ago. It went out of Vogue, and I think we're just seeing the pendulum swing. But, yeah, it, it's what so many guys are doing now, and I love it. I, I, I think player movement is good for the NHL. I also feel bad saying that because we have to remember these guys are human beings and, and wishing for them to uproot their lives all the time. Is, you know, especially if it's against their will and it's via trade, uh, it's probably not the most sensitive thing.
1: Uh, no. And, and, and frankly, I think I think most of them don't want it. Um, my understanding is, while Ajo signed the offer sheet and we can never forget that. So he was willing to at least take the risk. I think the understanding was that they knew that the Hurricanes would match any reasonable offer. Like, I don't think they would have matched something in the $11.5 million range, but that would have been crazy. So, um, and, but even Falk didn't want to go. Um, but, I mean, that's just, that's kind of the reality. Um, if you're going to have, if you're going to stay, you're, at some point, you're going to have to take a team friendly deal. Uh, maybe hockey players, do you think hockey players are just more apt to do something like that? Yeah. I mean, I look at the Boston Bruins
0: and they've got a ton of those team friendly deals in my roster. And you look at Tory Krug, who's going to become, an unrestricted freeze in the summer. He's already talking about, like, yeah, I'd be willing to do that just to stay around. And I think it's part of hockey culture.
1: I'm, look, I'm all for that. <laughs> uh, it, it works for the Penguins. It does. It, well, I mean, well, I guess Sidney Crosby's made so much money. I guess it. And how? What? Sydney's got to be what? 32 now? I believe so. He's been in the league forever, and he's thirty two. That is the most remarkable thing. So sort of like Justin Williams having played twenty years in the NHL being thirty seven last mm-hmm. year I mean wild. It is absolutely wild. Uh, when do you come back to uh, to Raleigh?
0: No plans now, but I'm sure it'll be sooner than later.
1: Emily Kaplan. I thank you so much for the time. thanks for uh, thanks for uh, brightening our day at uh, training camp. Oh it's my pleasure. <laughs> thanks, Emily.
0: All right. Thanks, Adam. I'll talk
1: to you later. You got it. Bye. You've been listening to the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold. Don't forget there are many ways you can listen to this podcast,
0: including streaming at WRALsportsfan.com, the WRAL Sports Fan app. And you can also subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Casts, and TuneIn. Thanks again for listening to the Canes Corner Podcast. Are you struggling to get a good night's sleep? Look no further than Parkway Sleep. For 20 years, we have been your locally owned and operated sleep center.
1: I'm Brandon Giggling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. Did you know that people are waiting a staggering six to eight months for a sleep study at other sleep labs? At Parkway, we understand the importance of your sleep needs. That's why we offer openings within weeks, not months, saving you time.
0: Don't let sleepless nights take over your life. Visit us today at ParkwaySleep.com. Parkway Sleep Health Centers. Sound sleep, sound health.